Hello and welcome to Lunch with Lee. I'm your host Shane Lee. Today on the show, Jeff Fennick, or better known as the Marrickville Mauler, a former Australian professional boxer, winning world titles in three weight divisions, and his fights against Azuma Nelson are legendary. He was inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame in 2002, being elevated to legend status in 2013. He's now turned his hand to coaching and training. And Kate McLaren, an English-born model turned Australian boxer, her love of fighting started with Kung Fu. She's currently been trained by Jeff Fennick himself and will be fighting in a couple of weeks. And Tim Gilbert, an Australian journalist, sports presenter, commentator and producer. He's my co-host on Afternoon Sports Podcast and he's a lover of all sports. He's definitely not in training himself, but he will be enjoying a long lunch here today at District Brasserie. And welcome to Lunch with Lee. I'm your host, Shane Lee. Today on the show, Jeff Fennick, or better known as the Marrickville Mauler. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, thank you very much. Great to be with you guys. Mate, I can't wait to have a chat to you, mate. I, I, you're one of my heroes, mate. And Kate McLaren, an English-born model turned Australian boxer. Welcome, Kate. Hi, Shane. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming on the today. show. And a good old mate of mine, Timmy Gilbert, an Australian journalist, sports presenter. He's definitely not in training at the moment for any boxing matches. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Tim, can't wait Tim for a did long one star jump this morning. <laughs> How, How are Tim? you? How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Glad to be here. I just want to start with you, Jeff, because um, as a sportsman myself, or well, former sportsman, you were one of the reasons I wanted to play for Australia. Honestly, mate, some of the fights you did when I was when I was younger and watched you play, you really inspired me, mate. So thank you for that. Uh, pleasure. Uh, a lot of hard work. Um, it's um, something that I fell in love with um, by accident. Like I said, um, I was never had any plans of being a boxer. I played rugby league all my life. I wanted to be a Peter Sterling or a Ray Price yep. or a Ray Higgs, one of the Parramatta players who I loved, or a Tom Rodonigas. And yeah, I went to a boxing gym and it changed my life. Just up front, you, you're now um, training Kate. You find it harder training someone or, or being a boxer yourself because it, it's very very different things I know but is it frustrating when you're trying to tell someone to do something or he's, he's now looking at it you can't see it on the podcast but it, what do you find hard, tougher? Uh, definitely training uh, yeah. it's, you've got to realise everybody's different not everybody's a Jeff Fennick yeah, okay. and then yeah like I said um, I'd like to think that I'm a teacher not a, not a trainer anybody can tell somebody what to do but I like to show them and make sure that you know, if I show them something uh, it's going to feel better than what, right. what they were doing um, previously and I think I've had a lot of success, and um, you know, I think I'll have a lot more. Kate, you're born in Essex, in, um, yep. in, in, in the old Dart, and um, you started your career as a model, and now boxing. And I thought modelling and boxing that never the twain shall meet. But ha- how do you go from a, a model to a boxer? Two very diverse yeah. careers, yes. there, Shane. Yeah. Yes, the <laughs> um, same as Jeff. Really, like I wasn't expecting to fall into becoming a, a boxer. Yep. That's definitely um, taken me by surprise. But um, two very, very different worlds. And I have to say, like, me as a person, I feel like I've progressed and grown so much from obviously starting off modelling to then turning into now a boxer. Um, And I believe that boxing has made me a much better person today. And um, I'm very grateful that Jeff's given me this insane... Um, opportunity. Yeah, and, and, and Timmy, like, you've covered everything. Like mm. we, we do the afternoon sports podcast every day, but but you've done everything from the Olympics through to the Commonwealth Games through to every sporting event. You lived a pretty good life, actually. Now it has been. It. it has been good, particularly for someone that wasn't particularly uh, very talented have at you, much. Have you covered modelling? Um, I, I was actually I was a big man's model there for a while, um, but uh, that's another story, Jeffrey. I, the one one thing that I have noticed is there's a real renaissance for the sport of boxing. Yeah. Isn't 
doesn't there? There, there is, yep. There's a real appetite, and obviously this is driven by a number of things, including pay television, but uh, boxing is hot at the minute. Yeah, um, yeah Fox Sports with the, with the promoters are, are working really, really hard. I think we're blessed at the moment. We've got a, we've got a, a stable of amazing fighters, from the Zoo Brothers to Brock Jarvis uh, to Liam Wilson to Liam Parra, who, you know, in Brisbane to Justice Hooney to Joy Apatia, who's fighting for the world title in a couple of weeks. It's, Australian boxing is at an all-time high at the moment. So, J- Justice Hooney, I want to ask you about him because um, I watched him fight the other day. He looks like he's a real deal. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a boxer. But could we have a heavyweight champion of the world? Oh, without doubt. Look at. Wow. Okay. Yeah. For me, the only problem with uh, Justice is that um, he isn't the biggest puncher in the world. Yep. And I, I kind of think that sometimes, you, as, as a heavyweight, you need to punch. And they say they're developing it. Um, like I said, in the last fight that I commentated, he threw like a, he landed over 110 punches or 100 some, 190 punches. Sorry. And look, if, if you're not hurting somebody with those punches, you need to work really hard. He has to work on his power. But skill-wise, I've never seen a heavyweight like. Okay. Kate, how long have you been doing it for? And what's next for you? Yeah, so um, I started boxing around December 2020, and what's next for myself is I've actually got my next up-and-coming fight um, in four weeks wow, from okay. now. Yep. Um, that's on the No Limit uh, card, and um, yeah, Jeff's training me up, getting me ready, staying staying fit and strong. He's the best in the business at that. Um, my fitness has never, ever been at this level, ever, Fantastic. in my life, um, and I've definitely got Jeff to thank for that. His training is incredible and i read that you started um your love of the i suppose the the fighting space was was kung fu yes that's right that's true, right yeah i started um kung fu my dad put me into that at the age of eight um i've always had a fitness background i've actually got personal training back background as well okay um but it all really kicked off and started with when i started with jeff and and, and you know boxing. kung fu jeff no, bro, but I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. I love Bruce Lee. Oh, dear. Yeah, what about those movies? I, like uh, I was only watching The Way of the Dragon the other day when he fought um, his last Chuck fight. Norris, Chuck Norris, wasn't it? Yeah. That's him, yeah. mate. Tim, you got that? Did you used to warn your boyfriends that you could actually, <laughs> you were actually a lethal you know registered a train killer? Tim, I didn't, but funny story, my dad's actually a private investigator. Wow. Oh, wow. And every time I got a boyfriend, I don't think they were too scared that, you know, I could do a little yeah. bit of kung fu here and there. But <laughs> yeah. as soon as I said my dad's a private investigator, they ran a mile for some reason. <laughs> Dad, dad's around the corner taking notes. Yeah. I know you, that's bullshit too. He's about, he's about six foot six and weighs about 400 pounds. So that, that would have scared him as well. well. Yeah. Already works in the bank. He's bullshitting. <laughs> he's scared yeah. all the boys off. Oh. <laughs> uh, now, I'll ask you about... Um, I, I, I love the relationship between a, a trainer and, a, and a, an athlete, and you had a fantastic relationship with Johnny Lewis. Now, I want to ask you, what what um, techniques did you have you adopt in your training career that you, you took from Johnny Lewis? Well, I hope, hopefully, the, not not training techniques, but just um, being that person that's there for um, you know, not just for boxing, that for every for every occasion. If right. Kate needs help in in life or in boxing or. Anyway, I'm, I'm there for them. And like I said, the, the thing about Kate was the first time I trained, I thought, wow, this girl's going to go and fight. She's going to get killed. <laughs> she was, yeah, yeah but, then, but she worked so hard. And then after the fight, she, she was so happy she won. And then we got in contact and she, being the beautiful person she is, I get this beautiful hamper delivered to my house. And then um, she told me she's continue to fight. And I said, if you're going to continue to fight, Kate, please let me help you. Because, yeah, she, she, need, she needs help, and she still does. But she's, like I said, she's just so dedicated to what she's doing. And I think 
her now being a boxer and being around myself and all the other fighters have opened up other avenues for her and to see what she's doing with, with some of the young girls and some of the stuff she's doing um, I'm hoping that boxing is just going to be this little part time thing for her and what she's great at is, is, is helping people and I hope that's going to open up some amazing doors for her because yeah this girl's got her heart in the right place and more than the heart I don't, I don't like I said I think everybody's got the same clothes are but mentally she's um, she's really really switched on and she wants to help other people which is really really important so, so explain that Kate what, what, what sort of stuff are you doing with these young girls yeah absolutely so um, I'm currently working out of St George PCYC in Rockdale yeah. um, so I'm mentoring and coaching a group of under 25 year old um, under 25 year old females yeah. out of Zoo Boxing Academy yeah. um, and it all really started with just kind of going in doing a bit of training myself and then I ended up building in a, quite a bit of rapport with these young, sort of, I would say, Lovely. vulnerable females. Yeah. Um, and through that, I then approached the owners and asked if I could volunteer and give my time back through boxing nice. um, and run a, a voluntary class. So I kind of made that happen. Every Friday Good night enough. now, I run a voluntary class at Zoo Boxing Academy at 7 till 8 p.m. Um, and we mentor and help train a group of under 25 year old females um, and they're absolutely loving it and now myself um, this has expanded even more so so I've now started a business it's called It's Her and um, this is with my business partner Nicole Hansen and she is a yoga instructor so just to give you a bit of a rundown of what that might look like so um, we've now expanded it to be an hour and a half class Um, it's 30 minutes of fitness, so it might be like a hit boxing workout, mm-hmm. it could be a circuit, a Tabata, something like that. So we're really getting the girls engaged and working together. And then from that, they go on to Nicole, my business partner, yep. and they do a full guided meditation wow. and breath work. So this, again, is getting the girls away from the phone, making them engaged. Body and mind. Te- yeah. Exactly mm. right. Yeah, teaching them a lot about who they are as a person and who they want to be. What's it like, what's it like to see the growth in oh. young people. How much does it help you yeah. to see the growth in individuals? I remember when I was young, growing up in Western Sydney, one of six kids, and Dad was a member of the St Vincent de Paul, and he'd take us to visits mm-hmm. in homes three doors down, and you wouldn't believe what was going on in these houses. Uh, the she growth let, of let individuals. Me, let, let me interrupt, because she's got a little young girl named Bella, Bill, mm. and this little Bill um, is a troubled girl, beautiful girl you've ever met, and she's never been there. She's gone to school. She's how old? 13? She's 13, yeah. She's gone to school all life, but never completed a full week of school since she's met Kate she's not only completed a full week of school she loves it she comes out with us and she's such a beautiful girl and that that's, I just want to say compliments to Kate that this girl got a letter from school saying this is the first time she's you know, com- competed a, a, completed a full week. week. Yeah. So, yeah, this little girl's beautiful. Yeah. But what about the impact on you? What about, what about you, you gave us a brief description of where yeah. you grew up in Essex in England. What about the impact on you? The impact on me. So just to give you a bit of like a, a, a brief background as well. So um, I actually got into boxing through going through a very tough time in my life. December 2020, I ended up in a really sort of dark, lonely place, to be completely honest with Mm. you. And boxing saved me from that. Really? And what I want to do is I want to pass this on to the girls because at that time in my life, I felt like I had no support system. Obviously, I'm originally Mm. from um, Essex, England, came over to Australia 11 years ago. I'm here on my own. We had coronavirus. Family couldn't get here. Mm. I had a lot going on in my life at that point. But did I have a support system or anyone to help me at that point? No, I had no one. 
And I've realised through working at the PCYC that a lot of these young vulnerable females have no support system. Mm. So you've got the underprivileged young children who obviously they get a lot of help from the government and stuff like that. And then you've got the more privileged children who mum and dad might say, hey, you need to go and see a psychiatrist or, you know, they'll, they'll end up getting the children the support that they need. But what I'm trying to work with at the moment is that middle ground of these people who... Um, these families who are out, they're working class, but they don't have the funds or the finances yeah. to help support their children. They might be working two, three jobs, never at home, you know, well, just that, to that's, that's the thing. Some yeah. of these parents don't even know what their kids are going through. Like, you know, I never taught my parents anything I'd done. So, you know, and listen, the, the one thing I, I try to teach when I even do my public speaking, I tell all these parents, because I know all these rich people and poor, I know everybody. I'm, I'm in the middle, yeah. I'm, I'm just... Jeff Fennick, but I tell him, listen, do me a favour, when, you, when, you, when your, your, your son or your daughter says they're going to Craig's house or Shane's house today, just go and check yeah, if they're there once out. or twice. If that. they're there, they, well, yeah. you do it, that's great, but mate, they're never where, where they say they're going to be, so like, it's really important to, to make sure that yeah, you've got a handle on what's happening, because we just give our kids, yeah, we, we just, obviously, they're out, they're out of your mind, and, and we just trust them, but yeah, we've got to, we've got to be, be more punctual than that. I, I really want to ask, because I, I hear a lot what you just said then, um, that boxing saved me and it seems that I don't hear that from any other sport I really don't I, I, I don't I haven't got cricket mates that said cricket saved me I don't hear tennis that tennis saved me you hear from boxing well why, why, why is that you can't, be, can't, you can't be a part time boxer can you well, well I think I think the, the main reason is when people say boxing that 90 well not these days but back when we're talking about boxing and we box because we can do anything else. We, um, you right. know, yeah, we, we we were troubled kids and we fought. We fought. We wanted to fight. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, boxing was a was a way out. And then, when, yeah. you know, so you, if you look at the history of the sport, mm. there aren't too many um, people who who went to university and got a scholarship that yeah. became world champions. There were people who were in trouble who. Been incarcerated. And, um, you know, I was locked up as a young boy. I was, you know, I was in a boys' home when I was a kid. But uh, yeah, yeah I, um, you know, I found boxing. I found a, a, the most important thing that I found, Shane, was I found a man by the name of Johnny Lewis, who who loved me and, and, and set me goals. And, and I started to achieve these things. Wow, I can do that, Jeff. I can do that. And when I done, yeah. And the more the more I done, the more he set me goals. And, and he, he was very very smart because he set me achievable goals. Or, he, or and he believed in me. He knew that I could do it. So it just made my life so much better. And I, you know, I can never forget that. I want to take a quick break now. We're here at District Brasserie, uh, Chifley Tower. As we know, it's one of my favourite restaurants. Um, we're going to be mindful of our diet today. We've got some boxes here with us. So I'm going to order the fish today, not the steak. Um, some of the sizes, Brussels sprouts are fantastic. Some chips, of course, can't go with that. Some nice red and an O'Brien beer to wash it down with. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. 
Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Tim, I was going to ask you, because you've mm. covered every sport, um, do you see a big difference between different sportsmen from sportsmen and women from different sports? A- absolutely, and, and and but there is a one. There's one thing that's common to all successful sports people, in my view, yep. is that intersection of inspiration and perspiration. There might be someone who is a brilliant boxer who doesn't train well enough that doesn't make it. There might be someone that works hard enough who doesn't have that. X factor well, who doesn't make it in every it, sport. Those those really successful people have the correct and exacting combination of ability and hard work. Because if you don't work hard, work hard, you never make it. Well, Tim, I got a famous saying that I tell everybody: everybody can train for two hours a day. It's what you do in those other twenty-two hours that makes you a champion. That 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 differentiate that that makes that you you can see what's different. The ones that don't go out, the ones that don't go out and drink, that stay at home, they eat properly, they sleep properly. Yeah, that's that's what makes champions. The two hours of training doesn't. It's important but really does nothing. If those two hours of training are sport by, you know, 12 hours you go on out partying, what are two hours of training? They're nothing. So, and like I said, my, my greatest thing that I tell everybody is preparation is everything. When I fought for my first world title like in my seventh fight, I'm fighting 15 rounds. How's he going to do that? He's never done. What do you mean? Have I damn done? I've done yeah. a, a fucking million times <laughs> in the gym. I trained every day to fight yeah. 15 rounds. I sparred yeah. 15 rounds, you know, a hundred occasions. Of course I was ready. Because I haven't done, I'm not ready. Preparation's everything. I'm, and I'll tell everybody else, I'm sorry for swearing, guys. But, no, um, I swear. Yeah, we're we're no, swearers. No, 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 but the thing with me is that you know, people say, oh, Jeff Fennick had a big heart. He thought, no, my heart's the same size as everybody else's. It's my, it was my head that done things. My heart doesn't tell me I'm tired. My head tells me I'm tired. And, and then I have to work it out. My heart yeah. doesn't give me that message. It's, it's from there. First from the head, then from the heart. Bryce Courtney wrote the, the book, The Power of One. That's his mm. message. First from the head, then from the heart. Now, Kate, this is not a test. What, what, just you've heard that there. But what, what are the biggest lessons you've learned so far from Jeff? Um, discipline. Yep. Yeah. You've got to be disciplined to be in this sport. Um, and I think that kind of goes back to how um, boxing got me on the right path, yep, you know. Yep. Um, you can't be going out partying, going out drinking. And I think when you're going through a really tough period in your life, um, boxing is great for that because you are you're, you're boxing in the moment. Your, your mind can't wander on anything else other than, you know, you're in that ring. Yep. You've got something coming back at you. So you need to be right here, right now kind of thing. And through discipline and hard work, um, you know, I had my first fight and now we're going in for my, my fourth fight now, which I'm super pumped and super excited about. But, um, yeah, it all comes down to discipline and, and how bad you really want something. You know, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink it. Like, yeah. You know, I. If it's thirsty, will. <laughs> is it a big right hook? What is it? Because your, your, your signature was the Marrickville Mauler. You got in and you were yeah. gritty. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, you threw more punches than yeah. anyone you of fought. Course. Like, um, for instance, in um, the Cambosis Devon Haney fight, I don't know, they, they come through maybe a couple of hundred punches each. Yeah. I do that in three rounds on my own, you know? So wow. where they threw three or four hundred punches for the whole fight, I throw over a thousand, you know. So yeah, that that was my that was what I done. I, I worked harder than anybody else, and yeah, I just yeah that was yeah, that was me. That's Kate, Kate, there. Yeah, no, Kate's a little different to me. <laughs> I guess I'm teaching, but and I wanted I wanted to I wanted to to be able to think as well. Of she's beautiful, I wanted to get hit, but also she's very very strong, and I'm trying to get her to 
to use that strength to her advantage. And we're, we're, we're getting there. It's, slow, it's a slow process, but we're, we're really getting there. She's mm. working hard. Oh, I've got the reach. We might just take a quick break. If you're enjoying this episode, maybe check out a previous one where I interviewed the former Premier of New South Wales, Gladys Berejiklian, and Todd Greenberg, where we spoke about all things sport and politics. Now, Timmy, um, I find it amazing, uh, boxers, right, that for me it's like you can throw the punch, right, but the ability to absorb the punches now. Now, you've been married for 17 years. <laughs> you've absorbed a lot of punches. <laughs> there hasn't... You see where this question's going, Tim? I can, I, I can see it, but like... Because me personally, I've never... been married 70 years yeah. too, and I use the, the Ali Rapidope theory. I just, just, just copied. Oh, yeah, no, I'd never take my wife on. She, as you know, we live on acreage. She deals with horses all day. She's twice as strong as me. But I have had uh, a few things thrown at me. It's never got physical. She threw a, a cardigan, and I had a, a button hit me in the eye, which hurt me. Um, but So I try to keep the peace as much as I can. Um, was it yeah. a big button? It was a big button and it hurt a lot. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you've, that's it. Look, Jeff, you've been married a long time. You, you've got to know where you stand. Yeah, definitely so. You're um, always wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I tell everybody, happy wife, happy life, mate. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never heard of a, a better say. That's, you know, yeah, I mean, they're, they're happy. Uh, the, the, everything's, everything's great. Mm. Now, I, um, I like to ask everyone uh, the same question on the show, and I'll ask you first, Kate. Um, if you're a young girl uh, or boy wanted to go into the world of boxing, what advice would you give them? Um, definitely to start off maybe doing a few classes, see yep. if they like the sport. Yep. And then if they really start to enjoy the sport and grow from the sport, to get yourself a, a coach and a mentor yep. that can help obviously point you in the right direction and put you onto the right path. Fantastic. And Tim, a young boy or girl wants to go into the world of journalism, what advice are you giving him? I would say stay in it. Be resilient. Yep. Be prepared to do the hard yards. I remember going to Goulburn 30-odd years ago on 12 grand a year. I had a car that wouldn't go backwards for six months. And that was all part of the great growth for me. Spent 23 years at Channel 9 and had a very fortunate career. And I, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I just kept moving forward. And when someone said, oh, you're too fat, you're too this, you can't do that, I just took one step to the side and said, well, that's your view. I don't agree with it. I'm going to keep going forward. And that's a big thing is, is everyone's got their opinion. But... You've got to believe in yourself. You can't fly unassisted to the moon, but as long as your goals are realistic, there's no reason why you can't achieve sure. them. And I think that that's really important for young kids uh, because, you know, just to stay in it, to stay in it and keep moving, don't give up. Absolutely, Tim. And Je- mm. Jeff, a young boy or girl wants to go into the world of boxing. What advice are you giving him? Um, first, I'd, as a parent now, I'd make sure that they had not just a mentor, but they had somebody that is going to teach them what to do. That's going to, you know, a, we live in a different world, I am. Um, you know, um, discipline's everything. And like, I mean, I go to gyms all around the world, and, like, and we we hire guys that we're going to let our guy build the crap out of to, to get ready for a fight. I don't like that anymore. You know, I like to think that um, yeah, that we got to yeah, just make sure that the person that's going to look after my son um, is going to look after my son like it's his son, and then knows what he's talking about. Do you, do you have a daughter? I have two daughters. Would you, would you, would you have your daughters fought? Oh, my little daughter Kayla, and she's a massive um, influenza but um, she um, I would let her fight I'd let her yep. fight my little daughter can fight but my eldest daughter no but my little one she's uh, she's a little bit of a carbon copy of me but um, <laughs> yeah so yeah you know you know, you, listen, you got a big and smile you've got a big smiley face yeah, when you're yeah, talking about yeah. it and, yeah, and the other nice. thing I want to say about when we're talking about things you know, you know a crazy thing that we've all been heard or something, is there anything you'd like to change in your life shit you know yeah, everything. <sighs> excuse me there's a million things I'd like to change but guess yeah. what you can't so yeah. I try to tell people listen just 
go with what you've done, go with the flow, you admit to when you've done something wrong, talk about it, make people learn from your mistakes, make people better, and the world will be a better place. Listen, to the, you know the greatest thing that's wrong with the world, in the whole, is one word, it's forget cancer, forget AIDS, it's jealousy. That's the biggest sickness that we've got in this world. And if we can all learn to help each other, like I said, here am I, I think that I'm experienced enough to, to be able to help and show people certain things, but well, I'm not taking the Jeff Fennick, well, well, Jeff Fennick's not going to get it. Listen, let, I don't want the love, but let's share, let's try to help our sports people and our just people of the world nice. be better people. And That's I, all I want. That's I th- all I want. I think the thing you're touching on there is regret has got to be the worst emotion of all time because all those mistakes, all those stuff up, all those blunders, all those moments where we wish we would have done something different, we learn from every single one of them. You know, if you, that's the thing, even as a sportsman hey, you know, in cricket, you learn, my don't you? Up, I've done it. I, I can't change it. What, what do you want me to do? I, you know, just listen. Just say, Jeff Fennig, that dickhead done that. Don't do it. You know, you know, I put my head up. I'm first. In, but listen, I... You know, I, I got so much that I'd love to, to be able to go there and talk to, to people, to, to young kids, uh, just because, yeah, I, I've ridden that roller coaster, I've been blessed, I've, I've travelled with Kerry Packer, I've trained Mike Tyson, I've been with the richest people in the world, I've been with the poorest people in the world, and I, and I, love, I love the poorest people as much as I love the richest, there's no difference to me, they're all the same, and I'd love, that's the, that's the message I want to get across to people, that, that and we're all the same. And, and if you if you can help somebody, my, my greatest thing that I do today is I love it. You know, Tim, I want to show when I go out, if I see somebody on, on another table and I'm drinking great wine, I'll always give them a bottle or always give them a glass. And I'm, wow. And I'll always I'll go to a million restaurants and I'll always share whatever I'm at, whatever I'm having. Like if I see somebody that doesn't have what I'm, I'll share it all the time. And I love doing that because, like I said, I wouldn't be who I am today without the Australian public. You, you'll find well, Shane and I will be following oh, you around. Yeah, on right. the you can do that Mate, what did you say about that bottle of 389? <laughs> Three, eight, nine. You follow you around. Put that in the backyard. I think one thing too, an important thing to remember is try and live in the moment as well. And um, I think we have we, we had a sad to say we had, we had a mutual friend in Shane Warner. I know you you won his poker tournament and passed away at a young age. Really, really sad. Warner lived the life, but. It just says to me that you've got to enjoy your time. Yeah, definitely it's, it's so. It's very short, isn't it? And you know what else he's left? He's left an amazing family. He's, he's, yep. His young boy, Jackson, is going to keep the war name yep. high in the sky. And yeah, he's a lovely kid. Shane's done an amazing job with his family. And, yep. you know, yeah, a legend. Yeah, Kate. and what a character. I loved him as well yeah. Yeah, in his love for music. So, Kate, how are you today? You said you had tough in late 2020. How are you today? As we, today, as we today. I am How's Kate? great. No, I'm doing really, really well. Yeah, no, great. Like, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm focused on the fight. Obviously, we're sitting here having this beautiful lunch, but I can't join you guys on a lovely wine today, which I'm really... Tim's going to drink that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah I proud, you know, I'm so proud of it, Tim. Like I said, um, she, like I said, she's developed as a human more than as a fighter, which I'm happy because... I, I absolutely I, in a agree. Way, I yeah. wish she doesn't. I, would, I don't even want her to fight. But this has given her the platform. This boxing has given her the platform to open up these doors to help all these other people. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be part of it with her. And she's blessed because she's going to. She's going to. No, no. She's going to impact so many young people's lives. She's going to help them. She's here for a reason. And, mm. Je- and Jeff, where, where can we see Kate's fight? Where will we see it? Yeah, think? well, Kate's fighting on No Limit. Hopefully, um, they'll put her on the. Um, on the TV, on the part of the TV. Yeah. Um, so as as they get more experience and better, they'll put yep. on. So hopefully, Matty Rose will listen to this great podcast. Yes. and We'll give um, them a plug again. Give them a plug, Kate. Come on, Matt. <laughs> Come no on. Limit, no limits. Come on, George. No Come on, boys. Yeah, but yeah, but they're, no, but they're great. George, George Rose and Matt have done an amazing job with, with, with boxing and um, yeah they've taken it to a whole Absolutely. new level taking Tim Zoo overseas and Tim's going to fight for the world title very soon so it's 
Australian boxing flying. Yeah, it, it really it is. is. It's really, really exciting. There's a lot, a lot of talk about it at the moment, and um, I thought I want to thank you all for coming on the show, and uh, we're gonna have a. Well, for us now, we're going to have a nice little lunch at District Brasserie. Jeff, once again, thank you for being an inspiration. I want to get my young boxer, Brock Jarvis, on your podcast. It'll be great for you guys to talk to him. He's got a huge fight coming up. Eddie Hearn um, doing his first promotion in Australia in Brisbane in September. And Brock Jarvis will be fighting Liam Paro for the number one position in the world. Wow. Well, we'll get him on. Um, So thanks, mate. Thanks for everything. And thanks for being a great inspiration. You've always got so much energy. Kate, good luck. Thank you Um, very much. I think you're in really good hands here with Jeff. Absolutely, um, yeah. And we're going to be watching now. We're going to be tuning in and we're going to see you rise through the ranks of boxing and be sport. And Timmy, you know I love you, mate. I speak to you every day and after. Love is all. The the love is mutual. And look, the the thing that I've really enjoyed today is that everyone is talking or singing from the same song sheet. It's all about, it's all about resilience. It's all about, you know, living the best life that you can live. So guys, have a good one. And Kate, all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thanks. That's it for Lunch With Lee this week. A big thank you goes out to our guests, Jeff Fanny, Kate McLaren and Tim Gillett. Thanks to our sponsors, the Osher Group, and thanks to District Brasserie for their fantastic lunch here in Chifley Tower. Make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, and do us a favour, hit five stars, and if you're passionate, leave a review. Our official Lunch With Lee photography was done by Felicity Kelly. You can find her on Instagram at Felicity Kelly Portraits. And a big thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back soon with more legendary guests on another episode of Lunch With Lee. We'll see you then. (laughs) 